Hello, this is Faye from Faye Beaches, and I sell Medicare plans. Today, my guest is again Paul Carter, who is uh, has had 46 years, was it, Paul, in insurance sales, started as an insurance agent, and retired as a director of one of the largest areas of the company in Northeast Texas. So Paul is here to tell us today about the second part of why insurance agents fail. Last week we covered that, and this week we're going to do the second part. This is the second of a three-part series. Hi, Paul. Hey, good afternoon, Faye. Uh, and yes, it's perfect. Yeah, 46 years in the business, uh, with the majority of it being in management, uh, but uh, I also started off as an agent, uh, one of the field guys, and I was an agent for five years. Good. I mean, most people, it would take them longer to get into management, so obviously your agent um, stage was stellar activity, and that helped you to move right into management almost uh, not instantly, but pretty quickly, would you say? Pretty pretty quickly, yes. Um, it was uh, some, sometimes when I first got into management, I looked back and said, gee, I should have saved an agent. I only had to worry about myself. I didn't have to worry about all these other people. But uh, overall, uh, getting into management was a, was a good way to uh, move up in the field, and, and I'd learned a great deal being in management all those years. I think that most managers realize that after a while and always have that thought. Although when they think about it, they still would prefer maybe to be in management, but that thought probably crosses their mind several times when you're looking at people who uh, you have to actually direct their job. Now, last week we talked about uh, people who can't do this. Correct. Yeah. Um, last week we talked about people that can't do the job physically or mentally. They just cannot do the job of being an insurance agent. Because being an insurance agent, from somebody looking at it from the outside, uh, seems like a pretty easy job. Um, but it is one of the toughest jobs, I think, around. Being, being an independent or even a career agent with an insurance company. So last week we discussed why um, the number one reason people can't do the job, they physically or mentally just cannot do it. The second reason why an agent would, will fail is they don't know how to do the job. And if you don't know how to do the job, obviously, that 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 prevents you from doing it. So um, in most cases, uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 40 years ago, the insurance companies did a great deal of training the agents on how to be successful. And uh, now I think most companies are a little less so inclined to spend a great deal of money and give new agents uh, a great deal of time to find themselves in this business and to be successful. 
So in a lot of cases, I think agents nowadays have to figure it out on their own. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, when I was a new agent, I had one of the greatest human beings as my original sales manager. He was a great guy, very nice guy, uh, one of the nicest human beings on this planet. But he really wasn't probably the best salesperson around. I can remember very distinctly one day, um, and this was right after I'd first started, uh, I'd done fairly well and I'd made my quota. Everybody was real happy in the job I'm, I was doing. And I came into the office and I was supposed to meet up with my manager to discuss that day's activities. And um, I came in and he said, hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee. So we went and got a cup of coffee and we were talking. And I said, you know, Joe, I'm really sorry. Uh, today I've got a really bad day going. I don't have any appointments till tonight. Um, my first appointment is not until five o'clock tonight. And he says, oh, he said, well, that's okay. He said, you've done so great. He said, why don't you just go on home and, uh, you know, have a relaxing day. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, just go on home, have a relaxing day. I said, okay. So I got in my car, started driving home, and I thought, you know, this doesn't sound feel right. Um, I should be doing something. I'm an independent person. Uh, the only way I'm going to make money in this job is by selling. And uh, the only way I'm going to make money is, is with commission. So I pulled over to a strip mall, a little little mall side of the road, and I just started going through talking to these small businesses and asking them what they had for health insurance. And mm -hmm. I my my opening line was no more sophisticated than what I just said. It was, gee, mind if I ask you, what do you have for health insurance for this company that you that you have here? You know, is your manager around? Could I speak to him or her for a moment? And anyways, it worked so well that day that I got it. Uh, somebody gave me their information. I knew enough to get the information to get a quote. So mm -hmm. I got the information to get a quote, went to another strip mall, was successful at that strip mall, got another uh, more information to get another quote. So now I had all this information. And uh, when I met with my boss later that night, I was telling him all about it. And he said, well, that's great. Let's go ahead and get you a quote. So a couple of weeks later, I got the quote in. And I was ready to go present it. So I said to my boss, gee, Joe, um, his name was Joe, still remember him. And uh, I said, I really don't know how to present this health plan. Uh, would you mind going with me to help me, show me? And he said, you know, he said, I never really wrote health insurance, group health insurance when I was an agent. He said, uh, so I really don't know. He said, but why don't you go over and talk to Charlie? He's the best health insurance group guy we have in this office. So I went over and talked to Charlie. And he said to me, he said, well, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, you know, I used to go out with new agents and I would show them the ropes. I'd show them how to do it. And they would write the business and they would get the commission, but then they would leave. They'd get tired of the business or they wouldn't succeed and they'd leave and all that commission went with them. And I said, okay. And he said, so I'll tell you what, 
I'll go with you, but I get half the commission. He said, I'll show you what to do, but I'll get half the commission if we sell it. I said, okay, I'm willing to pay to learn. So we went out with this gentleman and he was great. He was very, very good at what he did. And he sold that first case and it cost me half of my $1,600 commissions. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I never I had. It was a flat gummy. Right. I never had to ask anyone else for help from that point forward. I read the materials we had on group insurance. I had listened intently to Charlie as he presented the case and closed the case. And basically, I just copied what he did on the next one I had. And I sold that one too. So that was my really start in the health insurance business. I learned from the best. Another well, example. When you, when, sure. you, um, when you were first told by your manager that you've done so well, you can go home. The first key to your success was that just did not feel right to you. Then secondly, you took the initiative, the self-initiative, because you recognized that you were the one who had to do this. Everything we were depended upon you making the effort. So once you did that and got the quote, even though you did not know how to sell the product, you were able and you were knowledgeable enough to go out and gather the information to start the process for the sale. Then you were willing to pay to learn, which is great because the 50% commission you gave up on one actually led to your success for many other sales, I would imagine. Is that correct? Very much so. Um, you, you know, it's, it's funny, when I got into the business, I'd given up a career where I had a salary, it was guaranteed, it was from the city. I mean, there was no problem. Um, and I gave that up for straight commission. And uh, I used to tell my, my agents this story that I went to work at 100% commission. My wife was six months pregnant we already had two small children, both under five. Um, my, I had no money to speak of, and I was the rich relative. So um, if I had failed, I would have either been out on the street or I would have been living with my parents. Mm. So to me, failure just wasn't an option. And I know mm. a lot of people say say that. But to me, and I'd learned that back in the Army, failure could not be an option. Not if I could do anything in my power to keep from it. To give you another example, I, I had uh, back 43 years ago, 46 years ago, we used to be able to knock doors for, for leads mm -hmm. and never really paid off for the amount of time, I don't think, um, that, that you put into doing that uh, for for individual insurance. Now, group insurance was something different. Um, I did very, very well 
knocking doors and selling group insurance, which was knocking doors at businesses. But um, on individual insurance, it never really paid off, except it taught me how to think on my feet. Mm. It really did. When you knock on somebody's door, a cold call, and they open that door, just like being on the phone, you never know what you're going to hear on the other end of the line or at the door. And it does make you think on your feet, and you become very adept at talking, okay, and, mm -hmm. and with the right words to sometimes diffuse an irate person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, to, for the person who doesn't know how to do the job, it sounds like the first thing they've got to have is initiative to to want to learn or some kind of initiative to want to start. Initiative to learn, learning from the best, um, not being afraid to say I don't know. I had a had a great great gentleman. He was uh, probably 20 years in the insurance business when I first started and met him. His name was Vaughn Broadhead, great guy. And Vaughn told me one time, he said, Paul, he said, never ever lie to a customer. He said, if you don't know, do not be embarrassed about not knowing. Nobody knows at all. He said, but just take my business card and take a couple of the other older guys' business cards that have been around for a while, know what they're doing, and, you know, are going to tell you the truth. And if the customer comes up with a question that you don't know the answer to, say, you know what, that's a great question, and I'm really sorry, I do not know the answer to that question. But let me call, and then just say, let me call a buddy of mine, let me call a friend of mine, let me call one of the more experienced agents, and I'll get you the answer. And so that's what I did more time than, than, than once. Um, I'd be out in the field, I'd be talking to a customer, they'd ask me a question that I really didn't know the answer to, or maybe I wasn't sure of, and I would call one of the one of the older, better agents, and they would give me the answer over the phone. The other thing I tried to learn from all the experienced agents, but by experience, I mean that had done a great job. They may have only been there six months longer than me, but if they were successful, that was somebody I wanted to talk to. That was somebody I wanted to pick their brain. That was somebody I wanted that knowledge passed on to me. And then later, I went to seminars, paid for them myself, for some great sales people that gave seminars. And I also uh, bought books, uh, lessons on tape, which that's old school. Now you'd probably be doing it on a podcast such as yours. But that's the best way to learn. Look around. There's a lot of people that are more and more than willing to help you learn. Um, I can't think of anyone I have ever known in this business who doesn't want people to succeed. Um, I, you know, right now I'm a consultant. I work with businesses sometimes to help them get on the right track. And even though I'm paid for that and paid pretty well, um, I'm retired, so I wouldn't do it if I really didn't want to help that company out 
and help that group of people out and try to make them as successful as they could be. And sometimes it's a small tweak, not really anything, a big change in what they're now doing, but just a small tweak that gets them where they need to go. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking, Paul, that um, being an, an agent who may be just starting or even an agent who has worked for a long time, the fact that you, as you said, no one knows everything. And then there are different situations that may come about at any time. So even though most of us are quick on our feet, quick thinking, if you don't know, the best thing to do is do not lie. Just say, I don't know. I think the customer appreciates the agent who can say, I don't know the answer, but I will get you the answer. Or I will try to get an answer for you. That makes a lot of sense. So the keys that you're giving for people who do not know what they need to do um, an excellent job, what would be those three keys or three tips for them to find out how to do what they need to do? Um, number one, you know, I would say learn from the best. Um, if you don't have someone that you think is a good mentor at your own company, there's a lot of other companies out there. You can join Life Underwriter Training Council, um, uh, Health Underwriter Training Council. Um, it's a national uh, organization of insurance agents, and they always have great speakers every month um, when you go to their meetings. They have great speakers who can give you some great advice. Plus, you can meet some great individuals in the group of people that attend there because you'll be sitting at a table with people that aren't necessarily from your own company. So that's number one. That's an easy way to do it, and it costs you, you know, once a month it's going to cost you a lunch, but you'll get more than your money's worth out of those lunches and out of those speakers. Number two there's health underwriters training council programs, usually done through the local colleges or maybe community colleges. Um, and there's life underwriter training council uh, training. And even though it may not apply directly to what you're selling, there's enough general sales information in there that will really, really help you out. Um, for health insurance, you can also, um, there's SEBS and CEBS, um, and you can go online and find information about those courses. Right now with the, the computer, with the internet, everyone has a lot more access to great training programs and great information than we ever had 46 years ago. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the podcasts like you're doing, um, those are superb. And don't be afraid ever to say, I don't know, and then find out. Thanks, Paul. Those are all great tips. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the podcast because here at I Sell Medicare Plans, 
you can listen and have your friends and anyone who does Medicare sales or insurance sales or final expense sales, there will be tips and there will be broadcasts that can help and answer some of the questions that you have. We, of course, have another segment that's coming up in why insurance agents fail, but also there's information in the podcast. There are podcasts that are available for people who now have to transition to work at home. And we have guests who will come on and tell us how to do that effectively. So continue to look at the listen to the podcast. It's at anchor.fm forward slash Faye, F-A-Y-E dash Horton. And all of the episodes are available. You can listen there or you can listen at Spotify or Google Podcasts. There are several other media where these podcasts are available. So I thank you again for giving us that valuable information and sharing the things that you've learned over the years. And we look forward to hearing from you next time when you will do the third piece in why insurance agents fail. Thank you again. Thank you.